again and welcome to I've Got a Brass Band Podcast with, <laughs> <laughs> with Dave and Chris. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're jamming out to a little thingamabob, which uh, <laughs> uh, is one of the great tracks we're going to feature on our, if you can believe this, we've been around long enough now and we're very happy that we're able to close out our first series and uh, some of you have been big fans of our Apple Scruffs series and we we thought instead of continuing to go down the rabbit hole of every last little obscure one we're going to wrap it up with kind of a greatest hits of the rest uh, yeah. we're calling this episode Apple Scruffs Scruffs that's so. <laughs> right. The additional reason is some of this stuff is just a single or, you know, the album just hasn't been fully re-released in a way that uh, anybody can <laughs> can find it. So right. we'll bring those those type of issues up as they come along. But, uh, yeah, it's a fun. It's been fun to uh, dig into these weird <laughs> sort yeah. of Apple leftovers basically yeah. and especially <laughs> the the basis for this episode is going to be the best of apple records uh recording called come and get it best of apple records which was released in 2010 i believe and it's got all the hits a lot of the, the tunes we've talked about by the famous people like james taylor and mary hopkin and badfinger but it also does a good job of collecting what you were just talking about some of those really obscure tracks that have never really been released easily or it's been hard to find uh, and so that that th those of course are going to be the real scruffs and some of the most fun ones to talk about so. yeah this uh by the way easily uh findable on any of your streaming services yes. if you're a if you're a streamer Yes. Uh, as, as we are. Yeah. So should be fun. We'll, uh, we're going to talk through all the songs on the album, but not play all of them because we've already talked about them. And you can go back in our catalog and listen to uh, uh, full episodes on some of the big name people. And Chris, you said you had a list of all the uh, previous episodes of the Scruffs. So Yeah. Yeah. So, so we've done whom? Let's see, we did uh, Bad Finger. That was uh, the first one we did way back on episode 38. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then episode 49, James Taylor. If you remember, we talked about the James Taylor album. Yep. Uh, Doris Troy was episode 63. <laughs> uh huh. Episode 81. <laughs> Doesn't make you feel. <laughs> Jackie Lomax. And then uh, 95, of course. So we almost forgot Billy Preston. Yes, yes. Uh, and then Mary Hopkin, episode 104. And then we had, we had been talking about possibly doing, <laughs> uh, I don't know, a lot of Derek Eaton <laughs> or, or who else do we do? And then Rod, we're like, yeah. yeah. And then we're like, Temple. no, we just got to do a th throw together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is very interesting. And I think the, you know, we can talk about this at the end, how we how successful we thought Apple was, or at least the non-Beatle stuff on Apple uh, but mm -hmm. I think no one can deny that there is a lot of diversity on this record label and really something about almost in every genre. I mean, it really covers everything. So yeah. that that's kind of interesting for that. Good example of which, the track we opened with, the Black Dyke Mills Band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which is uh, one of the oldest and best-known brass bands in the world. They uh, won the National Brass Band Championships of Great Britain 
2014 for the record 23rd time wow wow so they're, they're great. <laughs> long-term great brass band uh, that seems like a Paul interest to me. Is yeah, it, very is that, much. Uh, Doesn't, yeah, very much so. I think because his father played that kind of music and was really interested in the uh, the brass band, Dixieland-type jazz sound. Uh, to quote Chris, this is very old-timey sounding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thingamabob. I think it's actually credited to Lennon-McCartney, but it's it's a total McCartney composition. And... It was yeah very obscurely released. Uh, it did have a B side of "Yellow Submarine," which I have not heard. I'm kind of interested to hear that. Uh, but yeah, I think this was interesting. They they were famous, but also had uh, this this particular tune was used for a TV show, if I remember correctly, uh, a British TV show, Thingamabob. So mm-hmm. it did have some success. All right, so there you go. That's about as much as we can say on thing I'm about. good. These are going to be short hits. Yes. Short hitters. Yes. The next one, very interesting, very timely. Yeah, it is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about this one. And it's a band called Brute Force. Uh, really, it's one guy. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Friedland. That was very surprising to read about him. But he, he's sort of a curious figure. Yeah. Uh, so here's Brute Force, and the song uh, is called, here we go again, King of Fu. You look up high and you see the sky so big and blue. You wonder why people don't worship beauty You look down on the ground And you see the flowers there red and blue and brown And you wonder why people don't worship beauty There was a beautiful land, there was a beautiful land There was a beautiful land called Far And in this land there was a king Everybody called him the fucking And the fucking did what he wanted to do I said the fucking he went where he wanted to go Oh, oh, mighty, mighty fucking All hail the fucking The mighty fucking All hail All hail the fucking You walk out on the street Oh, scandalous, right. Dave. Scandalous. scandalous. Yes, I, I, I'm surprised this uh, never got picked up by a record label very easily. It's hard to yeah, believe. Yeah, I guess it it was a rejected a whole bunch, uh, but John Lennon and George Harrison liked it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, picked it up, added some strings to it, and I guess the Apple Records distributed like a thousand copies. <laughs> I'm sure those are pretty valuable if you can find one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then you know, here it is on the on the collection. I know. <laughs> for all to hear, we can understand why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. your take on it? Uh, I I think we were talking a little bit during the while we were listening to it, and I think I would agree that the it's the music's pretty good. I like it's it's not very complex. It's just a descending, repetitive. Uh, baseline just kind of going back and forth but there's a certain charm to the music i kind of like it uh 
but the lyric is yeah clearly uh, trying to is it too clever for its own sake or just trying to trying to get away with one here uh with yeah, yeah. well it's i mean just like uh for you well that's the yeah the the current <laughs> parallel because that's beetle fans or apple fans when for you came out on egypt station immediately thought of this tune because it's spelled the same and yeah is it the same kind of little joke and but paul i don't know maybe paul didn't even know about this one who knows since he didn't have much to do with it yeah i mean but, it really comes off to me as nothing more than a stupid novelty song. yeah throwaway yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> and this guy but some people love it some yeah. people are like oh it's the best yeah and this guy, it's a, so it's called Brute Force, but it's really just this guy, Stephen Friedland, who was a songwriter. He's still alive, uh, but a songwriter who wrote and was in the Tokens. Uh, and they mm-hmm. they did uh, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. You remember that version with the... Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so that he kind of cut his teeth on writing tunes and then recorded this one. So, uh, yeah, I... What else is there to say about the king of pho? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Not don't much. Know. So. Not much. The next up is a short-lived Scottish group uh, <laughs> called Trash. But they were formerly called British White Trash. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. But then they found out that White Trash was taken already, and it was also kind of a negative uh, thing to say. So they just cut it to trash. So yeah, um, and here's uh, let's let's have a little listen to their version of Golden Slumbers. Carry that weight. Once there was a way to get back home. Once there was a way to get back. Sing a lullaby Golden Slumbers carry that weight from trash. Does that do anything for you, Dave? <laughs> Not in the slightest. Uh, <laughs> this was a, a weird choice, or at least a weird way to record a tune. It was it was recorded before the Beatles version on the on uh, Abbey Road, uh, but it's the same. Now I can make a parallel with Apple, which was when uh, Billy Preston did "My Sweet Lord" before George's version. But they're very different sounding. It's it's yeah. That he did something with it. He made it more gospely, uh, and changed it up. But this version is just. My question is why it just hasn't. It's exactly the same almost. Yeah, I called it uh, nondescript. Yes, that's a it's great not, word. It's no different than. It's just like hey, 
hey, I want my non-Beatle version of the exact same thing. <laughs> with exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, historically, how uh, in our many uh, covers episodes, mm-hmm. how I feel about covers that are, are different versions that are just like, just the same. Yeah. It's it's weird, though, that it was released first. When you said that, I was like, oh, that's strange. Yeah, yeah. And it was top 30 hit, I guess, in England. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sadly, Trash did not have any other successes. Uh, <laughs> no, they only had one other single, and that was that. Yep, that was the end of Trash. Take so, out the Trash. <laughs> trash so. Yeah, they were <laughs> tossed aside. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, now, now, the different, different uh, opposite of that is a long-running uh, group called Hot Chocolate. Of course, m- many people know Hot Chocolate from their million-dollar smash hit, you sexy thing. Mm-hmm. Because they were big in the disco era, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And you sexy thing's been a top ten hit many times mm-hmm. because it was it was a hit in the disco era, and then it was hit again when the uh, uh, movie movie about the English strippers. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was in there too. <laughs> yeah, started their career making a reggae version of John Lennon's give peace a chance uh and they were gonna they were gonna record it and they're like no you need you actually need permission if you're gonna yeah record that song that (laughs) so lennon actually liked this version and so they were like hey why don't we sign you to apple records but it was right at the end of apple records so they released this single and then that was about it Mm -hmm. and then but the uh they went on for yeah as i said for uh with big success now I love this. I, I, <laughs> spoiler alert! I love this, and there's uh, the one reason I love this is the uh, instead of that everybody's talking about bagism, bagism, mm-hmm. you're gonna get <laughs> some great. I guess it's the uh, lead singer there, Errol Brown, R R O L. Yeah, Errol, Errol Brown, uh, and he's saying a lot of ridiculous things. So, so, <laughs> so here's "Give Peace a Chance" from the Hot Chocolate Band. Oui, c'est ça. All we are saying is give me some chance. All we are saying is give me some chance. Everybody talking about this war and that war, who's for and not for, the last war, the next war, and nuclear is not for. And what for? Damn love for. Childish man. Rubbish. Oh yeah, <laughs> rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Yeah, I, he says the rubbish comes back a couple times too, which is great. Yes, it's childish, childish, and you're like waiting for it. You're like, come on, do it. He goes, <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I, I I couldn't take it. Like I couldn't decide if it was serious or like it was just so just very funny uh, because you've got this like this the. Uh, 
these this nice chorus in the background. All we are saying, <laughs> very serious and earnest, and then you've got this guy <laughs> reggae rapping over it. Yeah. It's like hashish or cannabis. Yeah. He goes Catholic. He like makes up words at some point of religions. He's like yeah. Catholic or. Uh, I think he's like, have you ever have you ever seen a uh, funky junkie, Dave? Uh, no, I've not seen a funky junkie. Because <laughs> that comes up, he's like, have you ever seen a funky junkie? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was uh, commemorated in a, an obituary in The Guardian here from uh, 2015 Errol Brown, who died. And it said here, uh, it's all about hot chocolate, and it said... One track, a bizarre version of Give Peace a Chance, with a <laughs> stentorian vocal and additional lyrics courtesy of Brown. Rubbish, rubbish, he kept shouting for reasons that weren't entirely clear. <laughs> Found its way to John Lennon and was released on Apple. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, pretty bizarre version. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just kept playing it and kept just walking around. I'm walking around now all the time going... Rubbish. Rubbish and cannabis. <laughs> cannabis. Hashish and cannabis. We're so ridiculous. Pretty great. Uh, so. uh, another one, this one, I, I mean, uh, we've talked about several times on the on the show. Mm-hmm. Once uh, talking about David Bowie doing a version of this. Yes, yes. Uh, and then once uh, talking about the exactly the same uh, music <laughs> in the background version of this done by George Harrison. Uh, but this is the Ronnie Spector version of Try Some, Buy Some. Way back in time, someone said try some. I tried some, now buy some. I bought some, whoa, whoa, whoa. After a while, when I had tried them, So, we've got uh, Try Some, Buy Some in its original form, sung by Ronnie Spector. And uh, what, do you, what do you think about her voice singing it compared to George, since, those are, since it, like you said, it's the exact same music? Well, I love Ronnie Spector. She's a very, very, very underrated singer, I find. Yeah. And I, I think, I, not, not that I think that this particular version is better than the George version. I actually think the George version's... A little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think she should have had a bigger career. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess when she recorded this, she also recorded a couple other George songs, hmm. including "You" 
Yeah. And when every song is sung, but those were never released. Hmm. Uh, they had planned to do a full album. And I, I, that would have been really that interesting. Been great, yeah. Uh, but all he got's this and the B side of <laughs> Tandoori Chicken. <laughs> sure, you're you're a huge Tandoori Chicken fan. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but o- only the food, not the uh... yeah, not the song. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even true. You, no, you're a vegetarian. I'm vegetarian, so neither. <laughs> So, uh, strange, yeah. but, but it does, uh, you know, of course, Ronnie Spector was married to Phil Spector. Mm-hmm. Of course, that, that is around the time that Phil Spector and, and, uh, the Beatles, some of the Beatles, I uh, got to be <laughs> real good pals. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I, I, it's, it's a little, I wonder if it's a little too low for her. I mean, I guess she's, she doesn't really get to to wail on it too much it's a little reserved maybe whereas george gets to really let it do some (laughs) (laughs) yeah not whiny whiny george but a little pleading george maybe david bowie with the uh, his version in the uh, 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 is just great cover yeah it's weird to have three versions of a song that are all pretty much the similar yeah that's true and and i give thumbs up to all three of them yeah, but. I think they're all interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now the next track, uh I've I've always been a fan of this whole album and I remember the first time I found the CD, I was at, I went to a Hare Krishna uh temple. I think it was in Miami because they have a lot of Hare Krishna temples have restaurants attached to them and they're all vegetarian. So I thought, "Oh, this is a good place to go." And so I was looking in the gift shop and I found the Radha Krishna Temple album. And that's the one that George is on and George produces. And I just fell in love with it. And to this day, it's one of my favorite Apple releases. And uh, the there were a couple hits off it. Uh, the Hare Krishna mantra was the big one. But then this was also a pretty uh, decent-sized hit called Govinda. And you can hear George all over this one musically. Christian Temple. I like it. I, 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 it makes it kind of makes me want to check out the rest of the album. Yeah, it's it's uh, very good. It's I think George had a knack for, as we know through the Beatles stuff, making Indian music palatable or more palatable for Western audiences. Uh, he he kind of had that sensibility 
And yeah. So it's it's very catchy. That that the end of that tune, it really grooves. They they speed up the tempo and uh, really becomes you can't get it out of your head. So uh, it's it I, yeah, definitely highly recommended. And the pictures are really great too from the album session because you've got all these people with shaved heads, and then George has like his Jesus hair that goes past his shoulders and looks in his full beard and <laughs> really stands <laughs> out. <clears throat> not yeah. not wearing the shade, not the shaved head and. Hare Krishna look, but uh, yeah, yeah, well worth a listen. This next one was a, a hit in the USA. By hit, I mean it reached number 44. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it didn't chart in the UK, so USA liked it better than them. And it's from Chris Hodge. He's a, just an English rock singer-songwriter. <laughs> so let's play it and we'll talk about it. It's called We're On Our Way. Well, Chris, why do you think Chris Hodge never caught on? <laughs> I don't know, because he's a Steppenwolf uh, ripoff. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this is relatively poor sound quality, I think, right. for a re-release this was... on that. <laughs> uh, and it's it, it's a decent, catchy song, but it really overdoes it with the wild background <laughs> vocals that and the strings, you yeah, know, it's like it's a. We're on our way. <laughs> I saw it described as overly pretentious blues <laughs> rock. <laughs> yeah, so it's just yeah, like a little over the top. This was yeah. 1972, so this was really kind of the end of Apple as a non-Beatle band. It was really fading out by that point, so maybe that yeah. that didn't help. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 who does it sound like that? That yeah, Steppenwolf or like Bad Company or some uh, yeah. sort of that early '70s hard rock. Maybe a Golden Earring. Yeah, yeah, a little that, bit, uh-huh. something like that. I was trying to put my finger on it. I think it yeah. sounds exactly like, or maybe Yardbirds. Yeah, maybe it's got a little Yardbirds in in it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ooh ahs in there too. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like it's a little it's a little late to be uh, uh, playing uh, sort of hippie music in seventy yeah, two. I think so. so. I think so. Poor Chris Hodge, but he's still getting plays on Spotify and Amazon, and <laughs> every time yep. somebody spins this one, hey, we just we just gave him a play just now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> 
you're, you might get whiplash <laughs> here because uh, we're we're going uh, t- co- totally different direction. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's the Sundown Playboys. I wouldn't even say anything about this and set it up. Here's yeah. the Sunbound Playboys with Saturday Night Special. Okay, Dave. wow. So we're this was also featured in 1972. Uh, and hey, we're we're in New Orleans now suddenly. Yeah, Cajun music. Yeah. You big you big Cajun music guy, Dave? Um, not really. <laughs> when I go to New Orleans, I like to hear it, but uh Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got to sit down with some gumbo and uh a roux and uh enjoy your okay. uh, red beans and rice. Yeah, this is what a strange choice uh for release here well all all i uh, found was that the band has been around for since 1945 Mm. and they're still going they're like generational kind of like uh, keep them keep the uh, cajun band going uh so very very famous long-running group uh down south so uh no. But I kind of like it. It's catchy. It feels good. I don't know any of the words. <laughs> well, I just found the words here, so it's. Uh, <laughs> oh, but they're only en français, so yeah. The, oh, they actually, that makes sense. They were published in the forty-five, which is, I think, pretty awesome. Oh, here, okay, here it is. I found just found it now. Uh, breaking news: Ringo brought this single to Apple for release in 1972. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, this is a pre-existing single. There are no production credits. Uh, it's very scarce. the The uh, back of it has the lyrics and did not chart. I know oh. that's hard to believe, but yeah. did not yeah. chart. <laughs> yeah. This next. Uh, this next one. We're 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 gonna have a a strange bleed through moment, Dave. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, of this episode and our next episode. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because a remaster of this uh, song from Billy Elliot and the Elastic Oz Band <laughs> is available on the brand new Imagine the Ultimate Collection on the first disc. Yeah, and and uh, also a version of this called "God Save Oz" <laughs> with John Lennon in the Plastic Ono Band. Mm-hmm. Same exact song uh, is available on there. Uh, uh, we'll play we'll play the Billy uh, Bill <laughs> Bill Elliot version, and then we'll talk about Bill Elliot, also I guess known as Splinter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so here's Billy Elliot in the Elastic Oz Band.
so we have uh, God Save Oz, and Oz was actually a political magazine in the early 70s, and it published a notorious school kids issue in May 1970. Kids had done it. They weren't the intended audience, said the publishers. Uh, hmm, which saw it landing in court on obscenity charges. So, <laughs> yeah, strange, funny that. Uh, pretty catchy tune, actually. Uh, very in terms of the music, it's got that uh, early '70s Lennon sound. Uh, you could hear that on uh, sometime in New York City. Uh, it's got that the horns in the background. Pretty catchy tune, and Yoko uh, on the the version that you can actually with John and Yoko you hear Yoko really singing uh, yeah so it's a p- p- kind of a weak political song but catchy yeah. uh, I don't love it no no uh uh but uh interestingly enough Bill Elliott with with the band Splinter yeah Splinter would go on to be a Dark Horse release right uh, and have an album through Dark Horse so uh uh, when we do dark horse scruffs, <laughs> yes. we'll uh, we'll get into that. But yeah, yeah I mean that's like class your classic uh, plastic ono band. Totally, kind of sound totally. There. <laughs> yep. Like pla- yeah, like uh, power of the so. people and that whole sound. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, now, uh, of course, this next one I've been waiting a long time to know. listen to some Lon and Derek Von Eaton action. <laughs> uh, they had a they they probably have the album. The biggest album that we didn't review the yeah. whole album and and won't. <laughs> but uh, here's a, here's a song mostly because it's hard to find. Yes. Uh, but here's the song uh, on on this collection, and it's called Sweet Music. Heaven knows my heart is there. I'm working, try my best To bring peace to everyone The way to help them change their ways The way to have them blessed Just let them hear our guitars And feel us singing So sweet music by uh, the Von Eaton brothers, yeah. and uh, this—it's surprising. This this was also the, these last couple of songs have been right from the tail end of Apple, and so this was another one from 1972, and uh, it's this is interesting because this whole album has a lot of stars on it, like we've talked about with Jackie Lomax had a lot of stars, and uh, yeah. Doris Troy and uh, everybody. Uh, you had George Harrison producing this one. You had Klaus Vormann, Peter Frampton, all these names. Ringo on drums. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but I'll just read a quote here. Uh, so this was the single for the album Brother, and it 
didn't do very well. And it says here, Harrison was flummoxed by the fact that it failed to attract AirPlay or find any commercial success, declaring in a telegram to Apple's marketing staff, what the hmm is the matter out there? <laughs> Sweet music is a number one hit. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think about this tune? I love it. I, mm-hmm. I really think uh, uh, you could, you could I, and maybe this has already happened, you could imagine this uh, popping up in a film and being a perfect mood setter, a nice, peaceful time. This was actually the album uh, was described uh, for the website All Music on the pleasantly innocuous side as a whole. Uh, like <laughs> good soft rock. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I, lo- I like it. I think it's uh, it also uh, was described uh, by music journalist Jay Lutzig as a dreamy utopian ballad. Ooh, yeah. And I, that's how I feel about it. I think it's real... Uh, Real nice. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it should have, that's actually the time that all that kind of music was coming out, too. You had the soft rock starting in the early yeah. 70s with the Eagles and people like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This may so. be wrong place, wrong time, wrong marketing. Who knows why these things happen? Yeah, I, I would imagine what the bleep is going on out there is, <laughs> is the responsibility uh, yeah. there. That's true. You know, they just couldn't. They none of these became huge, huge, huge mega hits other no. than Badfinger. Right. So you know, I, I feel like it was probably uh, uh, Apple uh, breaking up mm-hmm. and, and being an absolute mess uh, <laughs> and being run by a criminal was yeah. probably uh, a big uh, part uh, of it. Yeah. Big part of it. There is now. So that in our examination of "Come and Get It," the best of Apple Records. Yes, there is one uh, artist, Apple artist, that didn't quite make the cut, and uh, that's uh, David Peel and the Lower East Side, <laughs> a, a discovery uh, of John Lennon, big friend of John Lennon. And he's name checked in the new song "New York City" off uh, sometime in New York City. His yeah. name was David Peel. Yeah. Now the Apple Records uh, album that came out uh, from David Peel is The Pope Smokes Dope. <laughs> With now a why, picture that, of the Pope smoking dope on the cover. Why wasn't in that? In front of an American hit? flag. <laughs> so you can find The Pope Smokes Dope. I thought it'd be more interesting, though, to play The Ballad of New York City, John Lennon, Yoko Ono. So let's hear David Peel with The Ballad of New York City, John Lennon, Yoko Ono. John Lennon, Yoko Ono New York City, all your people John Lennon, Yoko Ono New York City is your friend Came to visit New York City you met the people from the streets You dug the New York City people You changed the New York City beats John Lennon, Yoko Ono New York City are your people John Lennon, Yoko Ono New York City is your friend New York has a new vibration New York City is your station New York is your other friend New York wants you back again 
Yeah, what do you think? <laughs> Oof, wow, very very uh, sophisticated lyrics there. <laughs> Deep. New York City are your people. <laughs> He's a little bit of a screamer, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not not a lot of tune in his voice. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, that David Peel, not exactly a, a singer. No. No. More of a, a crazy artist. Mm hmm. Activist. So, yeah. Yeah. So John and Yoko, of course, uh, would be into them. <laughs> yes, definitely. Dave, what's the. That, that's going to wrap up uh, yeah. uh, Apple Scrubs. Are we going to announce our. our uh, <laughs> Our our next series, Zapple Scruffs. <laughs> yes. I can't wait to dig into electronic sounds in all of its <laughs> splendor and glory in its new newly remastered collection. <laughs> Oof, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, the other tunes on the album that we didn't play, because we've already talked about them, we can just run them down real quick, and if you have any comments, we have Those Were the Days, the Mary Hopkin big hit. One, uh, episode 104 for that one. Uh, yeah, thumbs yeah. up. Yeah. Thumbs up. Good one. We like that one. Carolina on my mind from James Taylor. Yeah, I think we gave a favorable uh uh view of that uh record back on episode forty nine. Yeah. Uh, I certainly liked it and thought Me it was too. and I'm not I'm not even a big James Taylor guy. No, but it was kind of a it was a clever album the way it was all strung together and then your favorite of all here, Sour Milk Sea of <laughs> ja- Jackie Lomax. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's a cover of <laughs> Yes. Jackie Lomax is probably... I was going to ask what your favorite and your least favorite uh, artists are mm-hmm. here. Jackie Lomax is probably my least favorite <laughs> of these. Maybe Doris Troy. Doris Troy was a... Di- I think the album was a disappointment, that's, but she's I would, a good artist. That's a great word. It's a great word. Well, let's, yeah, we'll run through the rest here, and then I'll think about that. Uh, yeah. Then we have Goodbye, Mary Hopkin, That's the Way great God... Great song. Yeah, great song, McCartney tune. Uh, That's the Way God Planned It from We've Forgotten About Billy Preston. Oh, I, I love That's the Way God Planned It. Yes. I still play it uh, just occasionally uh, on its own. Mm-hmm. Since we since we did that episode, it really turned me on to that particular, talk, particular song. Yes, great tune, <laughs> great tune. Uh, then we have another Jackie Lomax tune, New Day. Chris does the best Jackie Lomax <laughs> impression. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then the aforementioned Doris Troy with, uh, oh, actually, would Come and Get It with Badfinger, which really sounds a lot like the McCartney version, the demo. Yeah. Uh, Ain't That Cute from Doris Troy, uh, My Sweet Lord, Billy Preston, and fin- uh, finishing off with Day After Day, the the Badfinger George Harrison produced tune. So, yeah. And we'll go out with uh, of the episode with uh, we talked back uh, on that Badfinger that very first episode uh, about the Ivies because yeah. Badfinger were originally the Ivies and the song Maybe Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is on this collection too from the Ivies, but that's really bad finger. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. So, and it's a good song. I like that song. It's, yeah, it's pretty catchy. The best artist from Apple and least favorite artist from Apple. Uh, for favorite, hmm, oh, that's a tough one. That's because I like bits of a lot of them, but not their whole thing. Uh, maybe Billy Preston, because uh, I th- I think he. 
I like a lot of the tunes that he recorded. Uh, yeah. But but I also liked Badfinger. I think the the best of Badfinger album plays really well all the way through, and I think it's really oh, yeah. consistently good. So probably Badfinger. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go with Badfinger just in a in a in a real close one with Billy Preston too. Maybe a third place finish for Mary Hopkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not bad on the Mary Hopkin. James Taylor I'm good, and then of course Jackie and Doris <laughs> Roy and. Most of the rest of this is, you know, yeah. I, I'd, I'd like to hear a f- the full Lon and v- Derek Von Eaton album, though. I'd like to I'd like to seek that out. And, yeah. And maybe also hear that Radha Krishna Temple yes. album. Yeah, that's too. a great one. So I think those are the picks of the litter. But uh. I think the <laughs> yeah, I think we talked about this in, in each of the episodes. But one of the, the pluses and minuses of being on Apple Records, you had the obviously the Beatles support and the association with their name and they're playing on a lot of these albums. But that, I think that worked as a double edged sword, too, that some of the groups couldn't escape that shadow. Yeah. And it was really hard to break out. And and there is an element like we were talking about uh, the king of fa there of like, <laughs> well I can't get on a real label, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, but you know one or the other of the Beatles sort of kind of likes me, so I get yeah. my I get my record out, right, right, you know, so it's sort of you know it's very double edged sword like you said, yeah, uh, Apple Records as a whole kind of a disaster, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. Yes, and it's a happy disaster on its fiftieth birthday this year. So that's right. That's yeah. right. So it was nice to talk about the these Apple re- record artists. Kind of, we'll have to come up with. I think we've been talking maybe behind the scenes about a possible another uh, a way we can do uh, uh, another series like mm-hmm. this. Uh, that's maybe not necessarily Beatles uh, music. So. Yeah, definitely. But, definitely. Uh, uh, but yeah. anyway. That's uh, that'll do it for Apple Scruffs, Scruffs, and a couple of news items here to bring up. Uh, we were surprised to see and sad to hear the death of the Beatles' great engineer Jeff Emmerich uh, just yep. about a, a week ago from when we're recording today. And you any any thoughts on Jeff Emmerich and kind of his legacy? Well, I think his legacy is deep and long, and 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 uh, he'll he'll never get the uh, credit he deserves, probably, yeah. for yeah. for being instrumental in in his uh, uh, help of uh, getting you know lots of lots of great music to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can read his book uh, here, there, and everywhere if you want to get things from his side about what it was like to work on Revolver and Sgt. Pepper and White Album, then he quit and Mm -hmm. worked with Paul later a lot. Uh, But it's particularly sad because uh, he was going to be a featured guest at this conference that I'm going to be attending and presenting at in New Jersey. Yeah, it's it's called the Beatles White Album and International Symposium in November 8th to the 11th. So if any of our listeners are in the New York New Jersey area, Pennsylvania, uh, please come up and attend. Uh, we're going to have a lot of great people. Mark Lewison will be there giving a couple of talks. Uh, Ken Womack is in charge of this whole uh, endeavor, and he's uh, written books. He's been interviewed on our program. Uh, we have other notables. People have been on this program, like Kid O'Toole, Aaron yeah. Kadovich. Yeah. Uh, 
Catherine, friend of the show, Catherine Cox, will be presenting. John Kovach, who was also interviewed on the program, will be there. Walt Everett. So kind of a who's who of uh, Beatle scholarship and the Beatle world. So uh, Jude Sutherland Kessler also been interviewed. This is like an alumni uh, yeah. reunion of uh, I've Got a Beatles podcast, get, uh, friends of the show here. Uh, Rob Sheffield will be there. Bruce Spicer. So on and on and on. Chris Thomas, the engineer. So uh, it should be a great time, and I'll be giving a talk on Friday, November 9th, and I'm on a session called Became a Legend, The Beatles in Memory and Covers, and I'll be talking about, yeah, my paper is called Life Goes On After Occupation, Czechoslovak White Album Cover Versions After Prague Spring, 1968-71. to Oh, so that should yeah. be that should be cool. Should be fun. Have to, some first hand knowledge. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm gonna <laughs> talk about some of the stuff I found when I was in the Czech Republic for uh, last semester. So uh, should be a great time. We'll post the information as it gets closer. But uh, we know we have a lot of listeners in the uh, tri-state area, and uh, we'd love to love to have a visit. I'll try to do some interviews when I'm there too. Uh, the Imagine Ultimate collections out the. Film, imagine, and uh, give me some truth is out. Uh, Dave and I are both waiting to receive <laughs> in the mail our packages. Yes, uh, for those, and then we're going to uh, devour them, and then we'll that'll be our next episode. Obviously, mm-hmm. is talking about that. It's out now, but we you know wanted to give it its full uh, <laughs> yeah, official listen. Yeah, official listen. Now, if you didn't purchase the big uh, full boat <laughs> items like. <laughs> like uh, we did, uh, it is a uh, streaming, and I've been listening to it on the streaming version. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, but we won't. I won't spoil what I think about it. <laughs> okay, except that it's pretty <laughs> too, good. Too much, yeah. except it's excellent. <laughs> yes, it's really, really great. Great. Uh, uh, and uh, of course, that that he, he already so oh, much crow. It's it's yeah. I'm like getting fat off crow, and actually, I'll be presenting my paper on the same day that the white album box set comes out november 9th yeah how about that go to episode 101 that's our review and discussion about sergeant pepper super deluxe and go to about the 57 minute mark (laughs) oh no (laughs) and what you'll hear is me exactly predict (laughs) the package that's going to come out (sighs) and you'll hear dave just absolutely poo-pooing that, that it's going to like all go out on a limb, I'll predict nothing's coming out. Nothing's coming out. Here we are. Here we are a year later. I was going to play it, actually, but I, uh, oh. I thought it's too rude. Chris is a soothsayer here. He figured it out. Yeah. No, we're all excited about uh, we, yeah, we're Super thrilled. Deluxe set. It looks great, too. Yeah. Like The track listings and the tracks that are on it just looks like I'm couldn't be more excited. I'm sure yeah. you feel the same. Absolutely. <laughs> and there's a great, I think about a six-minute clip on YouTube of Giles Martin and uh, I forget the other guy's name, one of the other engineers uh, mm-hmm. who worked on the reissue, and they're talking about it, and it's it's yeah. great. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Also, if you go to thebeatles.com, they have all kinds of weird packages where you can get the 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 vinyl pack. I mean, it's coming out on vinyl. It's coming out on different things. But you can also get a record player that costs Ooh. like fifteen hundred bucks or something like that. 
it's ridiculous. So uh, check check that out. Amuse yourself uh, and check that out. I was going to ask if you had bought the cassette version of Egypt Station yet. <laughs> no, no. My, I gotta tell you, my Walkman's in the shop. <laughs> I don't think it's coming back either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. all right. Yeah. All right. Well, very good. So, thanks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for everybody for uh, listening and weighing in all the time on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all our usual uh, ways to contact us. Uh, and we will be back at you again soon, talking about the Lennon collection. And in the meantime, we'll say we'll we'll put our scruffs scruffs to bed one more time with maybe tomorrow. By Badfinger, I mean the Ivies. Listen to a lonely sound. See the gray and sadness all around. See the people go their way. Cannot of me and love I've lost. I'll never know until I've looked into a